Hi, I'm Chris Farrell, an economics and finance author and journalist. And I'm Twyla Dang. I'm an entrepreneur and a podcaster. The point of this podcast is simple. There's a misconception about people with low and unstable incomes. We think they don't know how to manage money. But they do. People and families with low and unstable incomes are often creative and collaborative with their finances. We'll show you that community is the best investment a person can make. This is Small Change, money stories from the neighborhood. I don't call it a lending circle. It was more, for me, an accountability circle, you know, where people were trying to get to another place financially. Often individuals with low and unstable incomes don't have access to capital from banks or other financial institutions. The barrier isn't just a bad credit score. The obstacle is bigger than that. Systemic racism allows financial institutions to apply negative stereotypes and deny these individuals financial help. But here's the thing. They still need money to buy a home, to start a business, to live. One way these communities solve the problem is by creating alternatives to traditional borrowing. One of the oldest and most effective practices are lending circles. So a lending circle is a group of people, usually with close cultural ties, that work together to provide its members with loans they need to achieve their goals. This is Bo. Bo Tao Urabe, and I'm the executive and network director for the Coalition of Asian American Leaders. We spoke with her at length about her family and their among cultural traditions. I always understood that money was used to help us all be able to survive and to be able to do things that we wanted to, right? So so they never really talked about that, but I saw how um, they would save. When we would farm in the summers, that was our time where everybody could uh, earn money to put into a family pot so that we could uh, buy a car, uh, buy a TV, the big purchases that we needed for the family. So that was how I watched my parents uh, and my relatives, my aunts and uncles, and how they used uh, the actual literal cash uh, in their lives. Pooling your money works, but it can have an unintended consequence. You essentially don't have a credit history that financial institutions can verify. That's right. And while a credit history is important, it's what your credit score is based on. Using a system like this means Bo's family can build assets without having to wait for financial institutions to see their value. But I also quickly learned that what that meant was that they didn't benefit from the systems that exist uh, to help you earn interest or to help you build credit, because everything that they were doing was on a cash basis, right? So uh, nobody knew that they had made loans and made good (laughs) paying on those loans over those years, right? Because people just thought of them as such poor people that they couldn't possibly do that. But because they shared their resources, they were able to start small businesses or things like that. So our lending circles are often rooted in cultural and ethnic communities. In recent years, there has been a push to take this informal structure and turn it into formal community organizations. And the processes set up by these organizations try to copy what makes the informal lending circles work, with one big difference. These programs are designed to build or rebuild a good credit history. Paula McClum is a school secretary at a public school in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Paul is a member of a lending circle created by Project for Pride in Living, or PPL. 
a nonprofit that works to provide jobs, housing, and long-term financial stability for its participants. Henry Rucker is a staffer at PPL that brought Paula into the circle. You'll hear Paula refer to him a few times. So one of the reasons we're here is to talk to you about lending circles. And how did you get involved in a lending circle? Um, I was working with Henry, which is a finance advisor over at PPL. He was telling me about Lending Circle as a source to help restore my credit. So your credit had been... Yeah. Like, Henry worked me through restoring my credit and to help me through this whole process in buying this house. So did the Lending Circle help you buy this house? The Lending Circle helped me restore credit to get, like I was saving money for a new TV. And the second time I participated in the program, I was um, going to pay an extra car payment. So the Lending Circle has helped me learn how, that has taught me that I can put money back and to save for something big that I want. So... It's been really good. Chris, my favorite thing in this whole interview is Paula saying it's really good. It's my absolute favorite thing. I love it. And I could just see it in your face. And Paula, she could see the value in a lending circle, but she wasn't sure how it applied to her directly. Sometimes she has a goal and sometimes she follows the will of the group. Regardless, she comes out ahead. Will you use the the lending circle again? Yes, I will. Do you have a goal in mind? Um, I usually, whatever goal that they're, the group is doing, I'll just follow along with that group. So, like, the first time, which, like, drew me in, it, he, they gave it to me in the month of December. So, that was, like, extra. Yeah, holiday money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, that was... uh. A big drawer for me. Like, he asked me, and it's like, I don't know. He was like, okay, we'll do December. It's like, okay, I like that. Yeah. So it was a good drawing for me. So Paula joined the Lending Circle, and it helped improve her credit. But it's also building her confidence. And what did you learn from the Lending Circle? I admire the Lending Circle because it's a source of community. I don't... Now, I guess I can't say that it's community where I've built a relationship with, but it's community that where you can go and get this loan and you don't have to pay interest back. And with the Lending Circle, how important is having a goal? Mm, like for me with one and the TV, I, I wanted the TV, so I had to save that so, money to get it. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I don't know. I'm still learning, too. So, With the way that the lending circle was set up, um, does it, it, is the circle that you were a part of, does it encourage you to, um, to sort of have, like, smaller, more manageable goals? Or was, it, was there people that were just, like, were they pursuing all different types of things? Um, I think because it was smaller for me, it was more manageable. Or it gave it helped me build that foundation that I can do bigger things. Just 
I don't know. So was the Lending Circle part of the foundation for you becoming a homeowner? Yes. Yeah, because it helped me restore that credit to get the credit score up to be able to get a, be approved for that loan. Okay, so getting involved in a Lending Circle can help you achieve your goals. Sticking with the Lending Circle can help reinforce the good habits you learn in it. Do you feel like with um, with the work that you've been doing with Henry and with the Lending Circle and the learning, do you feel like it's motivating you or um, or pushing you to try to learn more about your money or learn more about how to manage money? Yes, I do. Because I mean, like, I'm learning how to save money now. Before, as I was not saving as much, I do need more discipline in my life, but it is teaching me to save. It is. It's been really good, you guys. Paul's experience shows that a community-based approach works. But when the focus is too much on process and not enough on people, the technology-based lending circle approach can sometimes miss the mark. Vamang Ta is the executive director of the Asian Economic Development Association, or ADA, in St. Paul, Minnesota. He previously attempted to use a tech-based platform to establish a formal lending circle through ADA. He walked us through the reasons he felt it wasn't successful with his participants. Currently, we don't do lending circles anymore. We, we started our financial capability or financial empowerment program with finan- um, lending circles. And we work with um, uh, Mission Asset Fund out of the Bay Area to do that. They were actually the one that supported our work through National Capacity, which is a national organization. And, and so they, uh, Mission Asset Fund has this online platform right? We, we thought that Lending Circle would be effective because many people in our communities, they already sort of have a type of Lending Circle in place. You know, they, that's how they sort of support each other is, right. you know, I lend to you, you lend to somebody else, and they lend to me. So in, in a way, a type of Lending Circle was existing already in, in, in some of our communities, especially in the Hmong community in particular that I know of. We thought that would be a natural fit, but so we piloted that for one year, and then but it didn't fit naturally. Or why did you move away from it? We moved away from uh, lending circles as part of our programming because it was too much depending on technology. You know, so people had to be able to access the online platform, for example, enter the information, and that's how they kind of manage manage you know their accounts. And so I I think people wanted more of an interpersonal relationship. You know, um, it, even though it was a lending circle in the sense that, you know, people are sharing their uh, pool of money, it, sometimes they have to do it with strangers, for example. And I think the people we work with were more used to, you know, borrowing or sharing, uh, lending to family members, like extended part of the family. So more also, informal circles. More informal and more interpersonal, face-to-face. There's that familiarity and so a part of, I think the reason that uh, it didn't work initially was that we were asking people to work with strangers they never met before, but also that they had to interface with this technology. Overall, lending circles provide a path to help members financially. They help individuals work cooperatively to achieve their goals. We'll be right back after a break. Small Change is supported by Thrivent through generous support from the Thrivent Foundation. Thrivent is driven by a higher purpose to help people achieve financial clarity and to make the most of all they've been given. 
Small Change is also supported in part by the McKnight Foundation, which works to advance a more just, creative, and abundant future where people and planet thrive. Learn more at McKnight.org. And we're back with more Small Change. The voice you heard at the top of the episode is Tandy Blum. My name is Tandy Blum, and I'm a family child care provider. So we met Tandy in her backyard. Her yard was warm and inviting, and with all the toys, obviously kid-friendly. It was also located near a railroad crossing. So we were visited by trains on a couple of occasions. Visited. So cute. During our conversation, Tandy highlighted the hidden strengths of lending circles. Tell us about the lending circle. Well, FII, I, I, I don't call it a lending circle. It was more, for me, a, an accountability circle, you know, where people were trying to get to another place financially, you know. And if one, one member of your team is saying, you know what, I want to pay my car off. It's just like the other members of the team they, we're all talking about wanting to pay our car off also. And then it's just like, okay, let's do this. You know, this is what I'm doing to pay my car off before it's, you know, before the time, before the five years expires. It it gives us ideas on things we can do to pay our car off early. You know, I feel like more for me, it was holding me accountable for the things that I like that accountability circle. A quick note about the program Tandy is referring to. FII stands for Family Independence Initiative. It's a community-building platform that provides a lending circle infrastructure for individuals and families. So how many people in your group, in your accountability circle? In my group, uh, we're eight originally. I got, obviously, this is pre-COVID. But, oh, uh, yes. Before COVID. <laughs> and we, everything, I guess, is before, yes, before yes. and after. But before COVID, where did you meet? We met at different restaurants because most of us... Most all, they were all women, and probably out of the eight, two were not single, were not single women or single moms, and so we didn't really get out much. So we went, we would go to a restaurant, and most of the time there were restaurants we didn't. It was our first time visiting, and so we'd have time to chat and then time to discuss finances. And the the big thing was paying. We were just paying things off. That was like the the topic of discussion most of the time. Like, okay, I paid off two credit cards and I'm shredding them. And, you know, the other ladies, they didn't want to kind of, they didn't want to be left behind, you know, with that whole process. Of That's becoming, that accountability part of yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Over time, Tandi is not just a part of a lending circle. She's now a part of a community. They share stories with each other. They're vulnerable with each other. They socialize together. And they push each other forward. Would you be recommending accountability circles for other people? I definitely, I definitely would. Because one, it gives you, it gives you an insight on how other people are doing things. And so, and I was pretty transparent. Most everyone in our group, we were pretty transparent about Areas that we screwed up in, you know, and we learned from them. And I, hmm, oh yeah, I was the oldest one <laughs> in the in the group, and uh, so I kind of shared my journey, you know, about 
how I screwed how I screwed things up with credit, with you know, having great credit and then having crappy credit because I just went I went overboard and um I shared with them how now I if there was God forbid there was something that needed to be done in my house, I can get it done and I wouldn't have to see where let's see if this credit card has enough. I wouldn't have to do that. I would just go and pay for the thing that needed to be done. And so that just was an encouragement. I feel like for other people to say, you know what, I'm going to take one of the members of the group. She said, you know what? I don't save anything. She said, I'm going to have $20 taken out of my check every two weeks and just put it in a, another bank account. And I told her that's, that's exactly what I do. You know, I, well, not the same amount, but I just take it from one bank account and put it into the other bank account that I don't, that's not my everyday account. Tandy has gotten so much out of her work with the Lending Circle, but she almost didn't join. Luckily for her, a story caught her attention. So tell us a little bit more about the, um, it was a testimonial when you learned about the, the, uh, the accountability circle. Yeah. So this woman who she, she stood up and she said, well, I'm going to say, because she, she said, I'm going to say what this initiative have done, has done for me. And in my head, I had already checked out because what I had heard prior to that was just like, was not captivating for me. Um, I just felt like it was something else to take my time and I wasn't going to do it. Well, she stood up and she introduced herself. She said she was a single mom and I'm not sure how many children she said she had, but she told her story. She said she has been a part of the initiative at that time for, I don't know, almost a, I don't know, it was over a year. Anyway, she said, well, I was saving money that I didn't even know I was saving. And at first, that I, I, you know, then I was just like, oh, tell me more. You're saving money that you don't know you're saving? And then she said it. she paid off her student loans. And it was, she said it was 10000 something dollars. What? <laughs> that was a big deal to me that a single mom that was not, was not given the, she didn't have a silver spoon in her mouth when she was born. She was being, she, after being a part of a, the initiative, it brought her to a place where she could pay off $10,000 in less than two years. That was amazing to me. So, okay. So now the skeptical <laughs> Tandy is talking to the converted Tandy. Yes. What do you say to the skeptical Tandy? Wow. Just be willing to listen to stories, you know, um, be willing to listen to the positive. Many of the strengths found in lending circles are the same strengths we find in communities with low and unstable incomes. Individuals support each other and are accountable to each other. They're cooperative and creative in finding solutions to everyday challenges. It's not just about money. It's about helping people. This is what financial institutions and our wider society fail to understand. Community is the best investment a person can make. 
One small change you can make today is starting your own accountability circle. It can be with family, friends, or trusted coworkers. You may have different goals, but by being accountable and encouraging, you can all reach your goals faster. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Minnesota Public Radio and American Public Media. Small change would not have been possible without the work of many people, including... Executive producer, Stephanie Curtis. Producers, Chris Farrell, Twyla Dang, and Veronica Rodriguez. Editor, Brittany Arneson. Original music by Dexter Wolfe. You can find other small change episodes and find resources for more information about money by going to our website, smallchangestories.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. A special thank you to the Thriven Foundation and the McKnight Foundation for their generous support.